Here we go. You are listening to Wednesday's Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker on this April the 28th in the year of our Lord 2021. And what are we going to be talking about today? You may have heard about it, but the United Methodist Church is in real problems. They have been losing members quite a bit over the past years. In fact, in 2007, they lost 63,000 members. In 2010, they lost 95,000 members. And why is this happening? Because the leadership of the United Methodist Church is extremely liberal, and therefore they're stopping the removal of pastors and congregations that no longer believe in the teachings of Scripture. In fact, you can go to a United Methodist Church and you will find it filled with older individuals. They way outrank the number of children, for example. The median age of the population in the United States is 35. But the median age of attendees in a United Methodist Church is 57. Why is that? Well, for decades, the United Methodist Church has debated whether to change their official stance, as outlined in the Book of Discipline, that says homosexuality is a sin, bars the ordination of non-celibate homosexuals, and prohibits the blessing of same-sex marriages. It's, it's kind of like in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, we have had many resolutions adopted where a pastor, if he fails to follow the Bible in its teachings, the pastor, and even the congregation, if it does not repent, can be removed from what's called the roster of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We have some 6,000 congregations, and it's not at all unusual that each year, 20 or 25 of them are removed for reasons that are contrary to the doctrine of the Bible. But in the United Methodist Church, the leadership is so liberal, uh, particularly in the area of politics, etc that it's next to impossible to remove a pastor. And, and pastors in the United Methodist Church are going ahead with making sure that there is not a removal of those who are contrary to the word of God. So we always say when a member goes to another town, make sure that you are checking out the congregations in that town before you join any of them. And a lot of times you will not see, say on a sign, the United Methodist liberalism. Uh, in our trips to Illinois, we go by a United Methodist church. And the first thing that shows that they are unbiblical is they have a woman pastor. And there's always a saying on there, and it isn't about Jesus, it's about love. 
Because in the United Methodist Church, they want love to be the main item. At least the leadership does. And why are we against that? We're not against love. But to say that two people who are of the same gender can be married, same-sex marriage, because they love each other is ridiculous. The Bible is very clear, and the Greek language and the Hebrew language, there's different words for love. And one of the words uh, for love is eros, where we get the word erotic. And, of course, another word is agape, for God so loved the world. Well, eros love, erotic love, is not appropriate love because you're just doing that out of selfishness because you want to have a good time. And many of the commandments of God appear to be against you having a good time. Now, that's not God's intention because it's very clear that if you would obey the commandments, you will have a good time, a great time. Ask committed Christians. There's a huge difference between believers and unbelievers. Well, what happened in January 2020, a group of theologically diverse United Methodists expressed their support for what they called Protocol of Reconciliation and Grace Through Separation. What they want is basically the conservative members of the United Church to leave. And if they leave and form their own church, they would be allocated $25 million from the United Methodist Church to create a new denomination, tentatively referred to as traditionalist Methodists. Well, by March 2020, three regional conferences had voted to kind of support that measure. The problem is, is that the African Methodists are really totally opposed to this. They don't believe that there should be an alternative, which would be called the Global Methodist Church. Now, one of the individuals who is very liberal, he's a United Methodist megachurch pastor, Adam Hamilton, said in 2019 that if there is a split, he figures that 7,500 congregations would leave the denomination over this debate. And he made this at a gathering held in 2019 at the Kansas-based Church of the Resurrection. A year from now, we will not be the same church that we are today. He said, there would be between 3,400 and 7,500 less churches. And there are two reasons, he said. Some of them, maybe up to 8,800, or I'm sorry, 6,800 churches will leave because they're conservative. Whereas 300 to 1,000 churches 
will think, well, the United Methodist Church hasn't gone far enough in their liberalism. So there are conservatives within the United Methodist Church who are sympathetic to the creation of a global Methodist church. But the problem is we're not sure that's going to pass. And I I hope it doesn't. Why? Uh, Because the African Methodists are, are very strong and they are opposed to such a measure. And so here's what this liberal pastor said. We intentionally invite the full participation of all who are living out their God-given identities and expressions. Now, that's just colorful language to talk about those who are homosexual or they're male and they think they're really female or vice versa and other such things. He continues, we are journeying toward a new way of being followers of Christ that refute the imbalance of powers, principalities, and privileges that has plagued Methodism, colonialism, white supremacy, supremacy, I wonder how long that would be to say, economic injustices, patriarchy, sexism, clericalism, ageism, transphobia, and heteronormality. Well, notice what he's not talking about, and that is the lack of the message of Christianity going out into the world. That's not important. In fact, one individual has said that the United Methodist Church, like the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, is the progressive element of the Democratic Party. They are contrary to the Word of God, particularly in the area of ethics. And therefore, these people have no desire to follow the Word of God. Part of the problem is that the leadership of the United Methodist Church are extremely liberal, and therefore it's very hard to remove a pastor, even though he's participating in the ordination of homosexuals, doing gay marriages, etc. So, They have brought this up every four years at their convention, but it has always been defeated, namely that the doctrines of the United Methodist Church should be changed. And that is because of a loyal minority that still has enough votes to stop the doctrines from being changed. This is really important to understand. We we experienced that in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, when we had the majority of the faculty of Concordia Seminary, St. Louis, leave the Word of God for things that were contrary to the Word of God. I was taught at that seminary, and it wasn't at all unusual 
that the professors that were teaching me, a number of them, were pro-evolution. That's how they believed that God created the world. One of them was arrested in a South Park of St. Louis for homosexual activity. And the teachings they had in class were really abhorrent. We were always arguing with the professors about what they were saying, because for them, they were teaching what the Bible they felt should be saying rather than what the Bible actually said. And that's why they left. Many of them uh, became another seminary called Seminex, and then later joined with this Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. And in fact, just this past week, the head of that church, who is a woman, can you imagine that, a head bishop being a woman? And she declared that if there is a hell, it is empty. Somebody asked her, oh, so Hitler and Stalin would not be in hell. Uh, there was no answer. The fact of the matter is, is the United Methodist Church has been shrinking. And the reason it's been shrinking is because people are leaving it because they're not finding comfort and the true message of Christianity in it. And that is occurring again and again and again. So what we have here is recent membership trends of the church that are really going down. In fact, 25% of Methodist congregations uh, belong to churches with less than 20, 250 members, and 50% with less than 500 members. So the congregation is dying out because as indicated earlier, they are congregations of very older adults, very few children. Why would a parent want to bring their child into a congregation that is contrary to the word of God? None. And yet a lot of people join churches without really realizing what they are teaching. Now, it was unfortunate, as I'm reading about this, that the new Methodist church, the conservative one, would formerly begin operations, but they will allow for female ordination. And then the other item is they're committed to racial equality. Well, both of those items are not the message of the church in the sense of its primary foundation. Nothing is spoken about, about Jesus Christ as the savior of the world. So if they're gonna have female ordination, that means they're gonna have female pastors who already disagree with the Bible, that only males should be pastors. 
Now, why God made that rule, you know, that was up to God. Most of us disagree with the rules God makes. They're called the Ten Commandments. And when we disagree with them, what's it called? It's called sin. Now, what the new denomination is trying to do is to prevent theological liberals from taking over their leadership. But you need to remember that in the United Methodist Church, as this article points out, how do you get a pastor? He is assigned by the head bishop of that area. So congregations do not have the right to call whom they desire. In the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, nobody assigns a pastor to a congregation. No. In fact, I'm, I'm going through what two congregations are doing right now. I'm only an interim pastor between, between their calling a full-time pastor. And what they do, they get a list of possible names that would be appropriate for their congregation from what we call the district president. We have 35 districts, and the district president sends them names that he thinks would be appropriate for their particular situation. But the people themselves can choose other names to be put on the list. Then the congregation takes a look at all these names. Uh, for example, uh, this congregation is taking a look at five possible pastors they could call. And we were told on Sunday that they should be coming in during the week to look at what these pastors say they believe and teach. And each pastor has 11 pages of information. Then the congregation votes in normally what's called a voters assembly, and they call one of these men. Then the call is issued. Uh, a lot of times, as in my case, I came to visit the congregation, and I'm really glad I did because when I got the call to St. James Lutheran in University City, I wasn't really that interested in taking a call. I was in a congregation that was wonderful in Sturgis, Michigan. We didn't even hardly have a budget. Uh, we had sufficient money. And, and so it was a beautiful new parsonage I was moving into. But when I decided to go and visit this congregation, I phoned my wife and said, you know, my mind has changed. I think we may be coming to St. Louis for this call. And that's what I did and was there for 28 years until I resigned and became part of the Concordia Mission Society. But the congregation has the right to call. The, the only item they need to call from is a roster of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, namely those pastors who have agreed to teach what the Bible teaches. And in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, if a pastor goes against the Bible, for example, you may be having communion and he allows anybody to take communion. 
which according to 1 Corinthians 11, results in some of the people getting sick and some of them dying because they're not properly prepared to receive the Lord's Supper. That pastor can be removed by a process where charges are brought. He can defend himself, but if he will not defend himself or he agrees that what he is teaching is correct, even though it's against the Bible, he can be removed from the roster of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. That appears not to be the way it occurs in the United Methodist Church. So in this new denomination, they are going to have measures to prevent theological liberals from taking over their leadership. Well, if they're allowing for women to be ordained, there's no way that they're going to stop theological liberals from having a voice. So this new denomination may not start off as liberal, but it'll only be a matter of time when you have pastors who already disagree with the Bible about who can be ordained. And pretty soon they're going to have other areas that they say, well, we need to close an eye towards that kind of behavior because the people do love each other. And it won't be long before this new denomination is as corrupt as the old one. You can't put yeast in that will not make a rise in the bread impure. And therefore, false doctrine is a yeast that will result in a bad loaf of bread. So I would hope that this new rule, this new denomination would not take place. And it may be that many will still leave the United Methodist Church, but they need to make sure that they're in agreement with the Word of God in all areas, not just in some. That's why it's so important that when you move to a new city, you check out the churches and see what is happening. So the issue of pastoral appointment will undoubtedly become a matter of discussion in the next general conference and also in that of the new church. How many will leave? Well, we've already indicated that up to 8,000 congregations will leave. Now, the United Methodist Church has, they say, millions of people, but it's only a matter of time. In 20 years, most of their members will have died. The African College of Bishops released a statement in September 2019 denouncing any plans to dissolve the United Methodist Church. They said, we do not accept any plan that calls for the dissolution of the church and the closure of the general agencies. Instead, we call on the entire denomination to exercise restraint 
and work towards an approach to the human sexuality debate in ways that are humane and respectful. And when you read between the lines, what they're saying is in a way that is respectful to the word of God. So that is their hope that they pray that the United Methodist Church will remain an entire denomination rather than split away. And and my advice is, you may think that the split is going to create a conservative congregation, but they already are going to be for the ordination of women, which means you're going to be bringing false teachers into the church. And take a look at what has happened in Elka and other churches where women have been allowed to become pastors and the church fails in the word of God. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel, we'll be dealing again with another subject. We hope you'll be in tune. And if you have any questions about what we said, we have Open Mic Friday, where we don't respond to your phone calls yet. We're not in the studio. But we will respond to emails that you send to lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. I'm Tom Baker. Till tomorrow then, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.